The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you have an opinion about your favorite soaps? Well, you've come to the right place. We're taking your calls all hour long today on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. This is episode 247, on our way to 250. I don't know what happens at 250, but... We're on our way there. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Hope that everyone is having a great week. It has been a great week on SoapCentral.com because it's been social media week. All week long, I have been tweeting all four soaps live in the Eastern Time Zone, interacting with fans, doing all sorts of craziness. I got to tell you, it's a surprisingly hard task to be able to not only tweet, but follow the show and get the names right and interact with fans and try to be clever and it's a lot of work. I uh, have posted a question on my Facebook page to ask people if they think that that constitutes exercise. If so, it may be the first time in, in 20 years, maybe, that I've actually done some exercise. If it is an exercise, it was a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody who joined me in the live tweeting and chatting, and some of you who followed along later when you were watching the show went back and looked at the Twitter feed and, and sort of chatted along. I appreciate it. I had a great time. Hope to do it again soon. It was all, of course, inspired by the fact that Richard Sims of Soaps in Depth, a friend of the show here, who usually live tweets as part of his daily routine. He is on a cruise. He is out of touch with the real world. I've only spoken to him once during his travels for the past week. He's planning to come back on Monday. I don't know if he's going to be live tweeting, so you may be stuck with me again for a couple of days. But what better way to cap off a social media week than with an hour of your calls right here on the show it is a chance for us to find out what you think is going on on all your favorite soaps, which stories you love, which ones are driving you crazy, which couples you're rooting for, who are your favorite actors, all of that good stuff. It's pretty much unscripted. It's an hour of your calls. So I figured this is the perfect time to do a call-in show. You asked for it. You wanted me to give you a call-in show because you like that sort of thing. So I'm giving it to you. And because... Of that, this week's show is, as I said, it's only your calls, so it's only going to be as good as your calls. If you don't call in, it's going to be me pantomiming, possibly whistling and dancing over here. Won't really make for a good episode. Good thing it's not 250, I guess. But uh, anyway, if you do want to call in, let me give you all the information because I'm sure that's important to you. The phone number is 866-472-5788. Again, the number is 866 866- 
472-5788. If you prefer to be social but only on social media, you can also tweet your comments and questions at Soap Central. Use the hashtag Soap Central Live so I can try to find them a little bit easier. If you prefer Facebook to Twitter, check out our official Facebook page for a live thread. You can ask your questions and comments there. We are going to kick it off right now. There's a lot of news and, and other things to catch up on, but let's go to our first caller. We have Rock and Rose from Twitter. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, Dan. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, before we get into anything, I have a question. What kind of snacks do you have? This is really horrible, and I'm sorry that you've had to put me on the spot to bring out this worst day ever. I don't have any <laughs> snacks because I have been live tweeting nonstop from 1230 till 4 o'clock and then getting ready for the show. I haven't even had lunch yet, so this oh show... Goodness. Is I may if become cranky, it's only because I haven't any snacks. So you know, tread lightly, I guess. Okay, no problem. And I did see you were very, very busy on I on Twitter. Am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, get into it. I'd like to talk about General Hospital, if possible. That is absolutely fine. Uh, should we give maybe a little mini breakdown for folks so we they know what happened this week and, and bring them up to speed? What do you think? Absolutely. So we found out that. Peter Harrell is alive. There are some discrepancies in the history that maybe will be sorted out next week when the show comes on. But Peter Sr. is back. Uh, Liesl told Victor that Nathan is his son. Spencer told Patrick and Sam that Luke is the one that ran Sabrina and Patrick off the road. Ava was having contractions. She went to the hospital. Everything seems to be fine. Uh, Sabrina, though, looked very excited about the possibility that Ava could be losing her baby. It's fun to see Sabrina on the dark side. Sean told TJ that he, Sean, and Jordan were sleeping together, and that's sort of interesting. Uh, Jordan then went on to the hospital and was sparring with Felix and called him Miss Mouth, which was one of my favorite lines of the week, and that's pretty much, and, and uh, uh, Stavros came back from the dead, and he's injecting Lulu with uh, hormones and all sorts of other things, people are escaping, Maxie's running around, Anna's got guns, that's the week in General Hospital in under 60 seconds, so, your thoughts on GH, weigh in. Oh, oh, wow, that, can you believe all of that just <laughs> happened in one week, Ron and Nobody Frank just been are, today. They, they, Ron and Frank, Frank are on top of it, let me tell you. So um, let me just preface a couple of my comments with I love Ron Frank, uh, doing a great job. Um, there are some issues, you know, that some of us fans have. Of course, it's a soap. Why wouldn't we? So um, I kind of want to get your thoughts on uh, some of uh, some of the things that have happened with some of the couples, I guess, on on the show. Some things, you know, lightning speed story changes, some inconsistencies with uh, some of the character development and histories based on what we've been shown, um, and that sort of thing. So, um, what are your thoughts about um, it, that kind of a of storytelling to where they need to flip things around quickly because of certain certain story arcs that are on uh, that are coming new characters that are going to be showing up on canvas pretty soon and so forth sure i think well here's the the thing i mean for anybody who has ever watched a soap for any length of time you know that sometimes shows play fast and loose with history whether it's something as dramatic as on all my children erica's abortion being undone and they took the baby and gave it to someone else or whether it's something like we're talking on on gh where i know that uh, for example with the peter senior 
Uh, a lot of folks have pointed out that the recount that Levi was giving isn't necessarily what happened on screen. In that case, we don't know if maybe that's just what Levi was told. But, you know, I, I know it, and from watching shows from a while, you know, maybe some of the things do bother me, and, you know, some things that are changed are more glaring than others at times, but I think it's maybe more forgivable, and I could be wrong, I'll, I'll find out what you think. It, it's more forgivable to change history, maybe because you've got an idea going on and you're trying to go somewhere, than it is to just completely change the history because you don't know the show's history. And I think that we've all experienced sometimes where there have been things that were glaring omissions, you know, people not coming back from funerals or people not acknowledging that they were related or had a history or things like that. That to me is a little more upsetting than, you know, maybe fudging who shot someone in the head. Maybe. Just my opinion. Thoughts. What do you think? And I agree. Um, it, it seems to be easier to, you know, go back into history and just change, you know, some, some, some of the things subtly to make, you know, to make it fit in current present day uh, story and plot lines. Um, so that aspect of it I can kind of live with. Some of the other things that are a little bit more di- difficult for me, as well as uh, some of the other fans that I've, you know, I've been tweeting with um, on Twitter, is uh, some of the changes that they do for some of the characters. Say, you know, they built they built a certain uh, couple or whatever up for like you know a year and a half. And then, boom, in like two or three episodes, they've totally flipped it around. Do you have a specific, kind of, is, is there a specific couple that you want to mention? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and mention one, and that would be Silas and Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, uh, they built them for a good 14 months, and that's uh, very slow and cautious and deliberately to, to use uh, some of the showrunners' um, language you know, to give them a good foundation and, a, uh, and build them a good ro- uh, romantic, um, romantically strong. And then um, they work at it. They go through a lot of difficulty and challenges. They overcome all of those things. And they finally get to the point where they can uh, overcome their past, say the I love yous, and boom, in two to three episodes, it's flipped all around really quick. <laughs> I know that's the nature of soaps. It's kind of how how it goes. But um, but then, of course, you know, you they continue on in in um, storylines that that are developing currently, and there's still a lot of inconsistencies with the out of character piece. I, I sometimes I hate to use that phrase, out of character. Um, in terms of feelings, you know, that the characters have, you know, do they really get, have they really gotten over this 14-month love and so forth in a matter of a few episodes? So at least that's what it appears to me. So what do you think? Well, uh, and I want to let, just before we get into the discussion, I do want to let Bonnie, Kimberly, Marilyn, and Liz know, I see that they're on the line. We're going to get to them in just a minute, so let them hang tight. But I want to preface this by letting you know, and the folks who are listening, I like Silas and Sam. Uh, maybe it's more so I like Michael Easton and Kelly Monaco together. I mean, they've been on my radar ever since Port Charles. I love them in all of their incarnations <laughs> since then. I do love them. However, I also potentially, maybe more so Kelly Monaco. I, I haven't really found anyone else that I liked Michael Easton with uh, on GH that makes me excited. However, you know, Kelly Monaco, there are other couplings. 
I like the thought that they're still sort of in each other's orbit. They still sort of acknowledge that, I mean, maybe not as much as we would like and certainly not with them being together. And, you know, they did split apart awfully quickly for people who had been through worse. So I get that. I like the idea that they're still sort of in each other's orbit and maybe could come back. But we know that Jason is going to be allegedly, spoiler alert, Jason may be thawed out and kicking in in the Crichton Clark Clinic and getting home (laughs) soon. Um, So, I mean, you know that that was potentially going to be an issue there. So, I don't know. Uh, I think I would feel more comfortable about the breakup, being that I did like them as a couple. I would feel more comfortable if they had someone solid for Silas rather than just crazy Nina running around because we kind of know that they're not the end game either. So that to me makes it a little upsetting. Oh, sure. And I, and I totally agree with all of that. Um, although yes, cray cray Nina, but Michelle is doing a fantastic job with, with that character. So anyway, well, uh, I appreciate your thoughts. Um, I won't keep you on the line because I know you've got calls waiting, but I certainly appreciate talking with you, Dan. That was wonderful. Well, thank you. It would have been better if you brought snacks, but, you know, okay. maybe next time. Well, next time. <laughs> thank you for calling in. Okay, Dan. Thank you. We are going to continue the GH talk because that's what we've got on the line. We're going to go to Bonnie in Massachusetts, who is a friend of the show. Bonnie, welcome Hello, to Soup Central Live. How are you? Uh, your soup guru is your soap guru or soup. See, I'm hungry. She's got me thinking about snacks, but your soap guru is fine. Bring I me snacks. snacks if you want to share my chocolate with me. That would be amazing, but, you know, I'll let you have it. I'll, I'll eat after the show. So, Bonnie, you want All to talk right, about GH? Show, What's you on your... first before you meal. <laughs> well, I, I, I still haven't had lunch. We'll, we'll work I on that. I haven't had lunch let's... either. That's why I'm nibbling on some chocolate right now. So let's, instead of, of talking All about right. food, let's I, talk GH. Can I say something to uh, apologize right now? Possibly. I am, sure. like, the biggest idiot in the world on GH. Okay, well, we're not going to call names. We're not going to call names. I'm I'm talking about myself. I was so in love with Levi until I found out he went to the dark side with the Aztec jewels. He got hooked up with, um, found out who his real identity is, who his father is, and everything else. You can like the wrong person. Maxie did, so there's no harm with that. You know, and I thought... He was a good guy, but I guess not. And everybody's saying to me, he's not a good guy. And I believed my heart in the beginning, just like Maxie did about him. Well, you know, we all make mistakes. Huh? We all make mistakes. We do. And I also want to say something about um, Silas and Sam's couple. Sure. Well, I think the reason why GH did it, Powers to be the writers, is because of them on... Um, General Hospital for Charles and reuniting them that way. Am I right or wrong? I, I would have to. I mean, they had undeniable they had chemistry. Had unbelievable chemistry, no matter what. Uh, let me, while we're uh, taking a pause for a moment, I want to give everyone the call-in number if you'd like to call in and talk about your favorite soaps. We do have a lot of calls from GH. We have Kimberly coming up. We have Liz. We have Dave. We are going to talk GH there. But if you want to make sure that your favorite soap is covered, you also have to call in and let us know. 866-472-5788. You can also tweet along at Soap Central. Uh, hashtag it Soap Central Live so I can find it and make it easier. Uh, we do want to make sure that we talk about all of the soaps. But going back to what Bob 
Bonnie was saying, Bonnie, there's been a whole lot of stuff that's going on this week from the rise of the Cassidines. Uh, I know that you haven't had a chance to see today's episode yet, but so far, before we let you go, what is your highlight of the week? What's been the, the thing this week that you've loved? Week? Or should I say the end of last week, beginning of this week? That's fine. What doesn't Victor Cassidine have his hands on in Port Charles? Uh, well, Liesel. I mean, he had her hand, his hands on her at one point, well, not, which is like, why I don't mean human-wise. I mean everything-wise. He's now the head of the WSB. He's the one that caused the accident because he admitted to Robin of um, the car accident. He's the one behind of the Aztec Jewels heist. We how, how many people thought of that with him? You know, there's a lot of, of badness to be done in a soaps uh, town. And right. Victor has said, you know what? No one else is stepping up to the mic. I'm going to go and I'm going to do all these bad things. And sure enough, he has. And I, it surprised me about the Aztec Jewels because I really thought it wasn't him at all. The person I really thought it was was Coleman when he came well, back to the scene. Things can change, as you know, and there's yes, a whole I lot do. coming up. And I want to thank you, Bonnie. It's been thank a while you so since you've called in. Hopefully, now we'll have you on again soon. For you right now. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Rub it yeah, in. Thanks, bye-bye. Bonnie. We are going to continue going down the line. These are the order that the calls came through. I don't pick the topics. We have from New York. We have Kimberly. Kimberly, welcome to Central Live. Hi, Dan. It's good to be on the show again. I'm glad I have, to have um, you. A couple of things to say about General Hospital and uh, Y&R and The Bold and the Beautiful. First would you mind be, skipping over to, let's start with The Young and the Restless, since we haven't talked about that yet. Let's okay. talk about Y&R quickly. Um, well, I, I like um, the whole MS story with Nikki, but I hate that they made her an alcoholic again. I don't like that. Um, I'd like to see... More depth with Meredith Baxter. I want to see what they're doing with her being in Genoa City now, since she's Kelly and Stitch's mom. And I want to smack Victor because he just doesn't stay out of people's business. He never has. For folks who are listening, let me give them a quick little summary of some of the other things that have happened in Genoa City this week. Uh, Ian's blood was found on the Newman driveway. Dylan was arrested uh, at Paul's Distinguished Citizen Awards Party. Maureen met Sherry, who turned out to be Nikki Newman. And Maureen was later, as Kimberly just said, was revealed to be Stitch and Kelly's mom. Uh, Nick recreated a Hawaiian luau. I was doing the hula while I was live tweeting. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Malcolm returned, so we got to see Shamar Moore. He popped back and was forcing Neil to sort of admit that he's not all right and that he's sad that he may never uh, be able to get his eyesight back. We had a newly blondish Chelsea, had a really steamy shower scene, and was great with her and Billy until she thought she saw Adam behind the shower glass door. That was the week in Genoa City. Uh, there's some news we'll talk about later, but uh, Kimberly, I know that you also wanted to talk a little bit about the bold and the beautiful. So what's going on on B&B that caught your attention? Yes. Um, well, I am not happy with what the writers did with Hope and Liam because I don't like Wyatt. I don't like Hope with Wyatt. And who does that? Who promises to meet somebody in a special place and then turns around and marries their brother when they think he doesn't show up? I mean, at that's least she moronic. has options. 
Well, she had options. I mean, there are a lot of people who would kill just to have one date. Richard Sims, when he's on the show, he always says he would love to just have one date. He, <laughs> the idea of having two people ready to marry is, is sort of a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're supposed to be brokenhearted. You don't run off with your boyfriend's brother. I mean, I, I just I thought that that was ridiculous. Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's a leak. I mean, it doesn't happen every day. But then again, you know, I'm sure if we go to the Google cave and Google some of these things, there are probably some far crazier things that have happened in real life that we would also say pale in comparison to and uh, soaps. what I was most disappointed with with General Hospital was that they killed off Rafe. I thought they could have done so much more with him. And I was like, you saw... More of him than you did of the Quartermain housekeeper. And I thought, well, she's not featured that much. Why don't they just kill her off and keep Rafe? Because I thought they could have done way more with him than what they did. So I thought, well, that was kind of sad. I want to know who this fake Luke is and when they're going to reveal the real Luke and how the real Luke ended up in Heather's padded cell. Because where is she supposed to be? Because last well, I knew, Luke was in the padded cell, and his uh, his twin was talking to him uh, quite nastily. I want to know when all that's going to come out. And I would like to see them have Heather be like a hero, some redeeming qualities, instead of her always doing sick things. They need to start getting on the ball and coming up with some more clever things, I think. Well, Kimberly, I want to thank you for your call. I'm going to answer a couple of your questions. I also want to get down the list of folks who are on the list. So thank you as always. And sure. hopefully we'll talk to you again in the near future. Okay, sure. To answer one of Kimberly's questions about where is Heather, well, uh, allegedly. It's not really allegedly she's done it, but Heather is going to pop up on screen at some point because Robin Matson, who is also a friend of the show, has been here quite a few times, uh, has revealed that she is back to work or has been back to work on GH. So that means, at least in my mind, Heather's going to pop up sometime in the near future. I want to rattle off and let those of you who know that you are on the line and you are holding. I'm going to give the order. We've got Marilyn, we've got Liz, we've got Dave, and Kathy is on the line. We're going to get to you in just a moment. We're working our way through the list. We have a caller who wants to talk about the bold and the beautiful, and I'll do the rundown while she's on the line. We have Marilyn on the line. Marilyn, welcome Hello. to Central Live. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Should we give the folks, before we start talking about uh, all of the hope craziness, should we give them a little breakdown of some of the things that happened this week on B&B? Oh, my God. Wasn't it great, though? It was. We had Charlie and Pam are on to Quinn. We saw, it made me laugh. I'm sorry, it shouldn't. I feel bad for Ivy. But we saw a video of Quinn pushing Ivy into the Seine, which was hilarious to me. Just, you know, was sort of, bloop, made me laugh. We had Caroline figured out that Ridge can't draw, and she's the human Ouija board for him. Katie and Brooke tried to get their relationship back to a, a normalcy, which may or may not ever happen. Wyatt wants Liam out of the cliff house, which... I don't quite understand, but it is what it is. And Hope was trying to tell Ivy that she probably shouldn't pursue Liam, which seems a little hypocritical. But you want to weigh in on the Liam, Hope, Wyatt, multiple Debacle. triangle. What's your thoughts? Let's hear well, it. I am so disgusted by the triangle because Liam did worse to Hope with Steffi. So if he can't 
take it, he should have never dished it out. So I, I'm sick of seeing him being so pathetic. Oh, my God, I miss Hope. I miss her so much. Get on with your life, bruh. You know, just get on with it. And let Wyatt, but, 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 wait, 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 wait. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking too much because I think in the end, even though I just adore Wyatt because he's so freaking cute, I think he's going to turn out to be just as sick as his mother because why would you want to move your new bride into a house that she shared with your brother who's her ex? I wondered that too. You have, I mean, right? you have to sort of sage it. You have to smudge that thing to get out all the bad moaning and in happy times it just, no, it just doesn't seem just like a good idea that he's gonna you know he's Wyatt is just a little bit too perfect for me so if you're that perfect you have something that sinister because you're on a soap mm, that could be you know, maybe it'll just take something for him to snap to snap or something I'd kind of like that, actually. That would be an entertaining thing to see uh, Darren Brooks go cuckoo. And let Hope figure out what she can do. But for her to be telling this other girl that she shouldn't be with Liam, that's just like, please, go back home to your husband because he's your husband and do your thing there. But, I mean, with that, you heard uh, Kimberly, the last caller, mentioned that uh, Hope had... Well, Hope had several uh, grooms-to-be on the ready just in case (laughs) things with one didn't work out. She's like, well, it's like Kleenexes. You know, you pull one out and there's another one waiting for you. But you have to understand how Hope is like that. Her mother is like that. Her mother is the classic promiscuous woman, okay? She's already stolen her sister's husband, okay? So for Hope to have be with one man and have another man waiting that's not that's the apple falling close to the tree well i do uh, before we move on i want to also weigh in on that you mentioned sort of just like her mom we know that uh, brooke will not be doing a whole much of anything for some time because Catherine kelly lang is leaving the bold and the beautiful i but read that on your website I only temporarily it. Only temporarily, because yeah. she's going to be competing on Bellando con la Stelle. I think my Italian neighbors would be quite happy with that pronunciation. <laughs> it's the Italian version of Dancing with the Stars, but she will be back. What do you think of having Brooke off the canvas for a while? That means we'll be down to only one original cast member for a short bit. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that sometimes you need new blood to infuse different energy. So I don't, I don't see that as a bad thing. And maybe by her going to Italy to do whatever she's doing, the Dancing with the Stars thing, she'll come back with a different perspective on everything. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. She could also use a little bit of time to cool herself off and stop thinking about the men folk. I know. <laughs> well, Marilyn, I want to thank you for calling in and keeping me company and chatting about soaps with me. And thank hopefully you, we'll Dan. have you back on. Thank you. Have a good You too. All right, gang, we are moving down the line. I want to give the phone number again for those of you who want to call in and talk about your favorite soaps. You've heard us talk a little bit about The Young and the Restless, a little bit more about The Bold and the Beautiful, and a bunch of GH. The number is 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. This probably is our last call-in show of the year, if you can believe that. So if you're holding out to talk to me about your favorite soaps, uh, you may not want to hold out much longer because, well, we've only got about 30 minutes left in this week's show. 
You can also follow along on Twitter. Tweet me at Soap Central. I am reading some of the comments there. There are hilarious things, things that probably shouldn't be said on air. But in the meantime, we're going back to the callers. We've got Liz on deck, followed by Dave and Kathy. Liz in Cape Cod. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Oh, um, I'm upset, actually. I Uh-oh. don't like upset? this time change deal. You know, the thing is, it hasn't changed in the Boston market. We're talking about GH, uh, for those of the folks who are listening. We're talking about the GH has changed times. Uh, It seems like the the East Coast, it's only the large um, ABC, not affiliates, but network-owned, that change back to the original time of 3 o'clock. And I think that's great. I just have a problem with the fact that it should be on at the same time in the in the same time zone. It made live tweeting this week uh, quite challenging. I had to avoid GH from two to three while I tweeted Days of Our Lives, so I didn't get anything ruined. Right. Uh, but then again, you know, there are people who were saying, "Hey, we've seen the show already. What do we do?" So I encouraged them to either watch the show again or record it and then watch it with me live at at three o'clock. It's well, a, it's a very different what experience. I did. I, I, that's what I've done all week or most of the week is I've recorded it and then watched it at three because. You know, that's when the majority of the East Coasters are going to be tweeting, you know, and it it makes a difference. It makes the show more fun, I think, and I I don't think it can do anything but help uh, GH ratings, and I don't don't understand what they've done. I I know all the the stuff about the 2 o'clock, you know, the 3 o'clock time slot went back to the affiliates, you know, for syndication, blah, blah, blah. I just think it was a really, really stupid move, and somebody should get fired for it because it's not going to help them. Well, Liz, I do want to – there are some sources who have told me, you know, uh, don't want to be named, that this could very well be a test – uh, of having to see how GH does in these markets at three, that other markets could follow in the not too distant future, so that everyone will be back on time. Because I've got to tell you here, as much as I didn't like the show that shall not be named that was airing immediately before GH at two o'clock, I'm not going to mention its name because I don't want to <laughs> give it the power. <laughs> Uh, however, uh, the lead-in for GH now, as, as less likely as I was to watch that particular show, now the lead-in is uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which is fine. I watched that after the news when it aired at 1230 here in Philly. But it's old reruns of Jeopardy are airing right before GH, and I can't imagine that that's a great lead-in in some of these markets. And I know others have better lead-ins like Rachel Ray, but here, I don't know that many people are going to be you know, must-seeing TVing. Jeopardy episodes from 1982. Uh, I know one soap fan in, in the, who would do that, but uh, that's Jeopardy's one of his favorite shows. Shout out to Mark. Um, but other than hey, that, I, I don't, I don't think so. So, but what's the plan? They can't, they can't uh, think that they're gonna take the three to- the the three o'clock time slot back from the affiliates. Can they? And, and would the affiliate? I mean, wouldn't the affiliates have to agree with that? I think, and you know, I don't have all of the details, and I don't want to speak anything that may or may not be true. And we may have somebody who can answer this question more coming up right after you. I'm looking on the line to we have oh, Dave good. in Kansas City. However, uh, I don't know 
that that hour, they may be able to make some negotiations the way that they did when they were shuffling things around before. ABC may be able to make an arrangement to get the hour, do the hour. I know that the four o'clock hour here in Philly was what was given to the uh, local affiliates, and they put on a, another hour of local news, which I love my local 6ABC gang. Uh, shout out yeah. to all of them, even though they're not listening. I'm, but, you know, whatever. They could be. Um, well, so I, I think be 3 o'clock was still ABC, for grabs. No matter where I live before they canceled the two best soaps ever. So, <laughs> Aside from the, the time change, before I let you go, because uh, as I said, we have Dave holding, we have Kathy holding, right. and Larissa's holding. What is... Or what has been your highlight, your most favorite moment of the past week on GH? It has to be Stavros. Oh, my God. He is so creepy, but he's hot at the same time. (laughs) And on Twitter, Ron Carlovati described, somebody said, what is wrong with this guy? Why does he talk like that? And Ron tweeted, you know how when you uh, freeze something and defrost it, freeze it again, and defrost it again, and it's just not right. <laughs> so, Stavros. I saw him. I thought burnt. you were going to say. I saw him say when someone asked why does he talk that way. I saw Ron uh, wrote back because it's cool, and it, it is. is. He's just <laughs> awesome. He really oh, is, and and it's so great to have him back. And I think I don't know. I I remember. Before he came back to, uh, originally, his, his original comeback, I had tweeted out that I, you know, I did a search for him and tweeted out that he was, I don't know, uh, I don't remember where it was, but um, uh, teaching, uh, pilot, teaching uh, uh, flying, and, I'm, and then like a couple of months later, he turns up, so I'm wondering if, you know, if GH people are trolling the, you know, our Facebook group and Twitter and everything and getting ideas. And if so, it's fabulous because that means they're listening to what the fans say. They are listening. They are reading. I want to thank you, Liz, for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we are going to continue. Again, folks, if you want to talk about other soaps, you've got to call in because right now on the line we have another GH caller. We're going to Kansas City. We have Dave on the line. Dave, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, Dan. Good to talk to you again, buddy. I haven't spoken to you on air in, in forever. You know, we talk Whose off, fault we talk is on that? Twitter all the time, but uh, you know how it is. It's your fault. I mean, I've been here every week. You're the one who hasn't shown up, so... That's true. You're absolutely right, and I, I, I take that chiding with love. <laughs> Let's um, make up for lost time, and I know that you want to talk a little bit about GH. Get yeah, I have a rant about GH. On? Before I go into that, I want to say a quick thing about Bold and the Beautiful. I am oh, totally absolutely. team Wyatt and Hope. Can't stand <laughs> Liam. Can't stand his indecision. I have a huge crush on Steffi, but if he wanted to be with Hope, he would have. You can't blame Quinn for this one, even though she didn't help. Own it. Move on. I'm done. That's, that's my bold and the beautiful rant. Um, my rant for General Hospital has less to do about General Hospital and more to do about the fans who troll Call of Audio on Twitter and go in about how it's not the same show. And they're right. It's not the same show. It's better. I was sick and tired of the Sonny Jason triangle with Carly and just these three running roughshod over Port Charles couldn't really see all of the characters. Quartermain's cast aside or killed so that Sonny's latest relationship snafu or mob issue would come into foreplay. I'm glad it's a forefront rather foreplay, Freudian slip, whatever. 
glad that, that, that it, the wealth is being spread all around. I like what they're doing with the show. I like that they're referencing stuff that happened when I was watching the Aztec Jewels, the Cassidines craziness, the Quartermains front and center fighting and, and dysfunctional, and everybody is getting some, some piece of action, some piece of love, and some airtime. I'm just done with these fans who have a frame of reference that's all of 10 years old when they don't realize General Hospital in its heyday, and they just want to come for Ron Colavati and Frank Valentini and bitch and moan about everything that they don't recognize because they're not old enough to appreciate it. I'm done with that. The show is on all cylinders. I love it. It's great. There's some things I don't like, but that, that pales in comparison to the majority of what they're doing. So just wanted to put that on record. Uh, and we, you know, we absolutely appreciate that. I, during the live tweeting, even just some of the general comments that I made about all of the soaps, it was amazing how many people took them uh, so really seriously. You know, I had made a, yeah. a comment about Days of Our Lives, and for folks who don't know about Days of Our Lives, just play along. Uh, there's a couple right. that has a history, and I said, oh, you know, it's interesting that all of a sudden, you know, to see Sammy acting this way to EJ. And there were fans who jumped in and said that I was a hateful, mean person because I wasn't wanting them to be together until the end of the time. And, it's, you know, hey, it's not what I said. I was just observing what was going on on the show. So a lot of people take things very, very seriously. And I suppose that's a good thing, Dave. But uh, as you said, it, it goes people are watching hateful. and it means that they're invested. And I don't have a problem when you debate the nuances of the character. But then when you come to the writers and you criticize them because the show isn't slanted and one-sided with your characters, you would want to see every day. If I had my way, I would sit down and I would write. I would like to see Jane Elliott and Nancy Lee Gron front and center all day, every day, because those are my two favorite characters. However, the show is an ensemble, you know, and for too long, and I like, I, I like Maurice Bernard, but for too long, he ran the show. He was the central character of the show, and nobody else got any play. They were all ancillary at best, and I just like how... A, all the characters are front and center, and B, it's nuanced and it's rooted in history, where you have the Aztecules, where you have Felicia's, you know, vengeful ex-fiance, where they mention characters who aren't even on the show anymore, you know, like Frisco, and during the Nurses' Ball, a shout-out to Blackie Parish. I mean, that's the stuff that I like to see, and that, you know, for someone who is... 21 years old and ran home from school to see the Luke and Laura wedding. I mean, that's what I like to see. I like to see the referencing of history and the, and intermingled with what's going on currently. And Let I me ask you two quick questions. Need to get a grip, suck it up, and, and just leave well enough alone. You know, and well, this that, is our show. Rally around it, support it, and just stop being so negative and going for Colorado every single day about what you think he should be doing. You know. Well, clearly, let me let you. What weigh they in doing, on it work very well. You know. Let me let you weigh in on two of those controversial issues that people uh, seem to feel strongly about in either direction. Sabrina sure. appears to have come back, and she has a bit of an edge. Do we like the possibly evil Sabrina, or do we like her better as Sunshine and Lollipops? Love, love, love the vengeful Sabrina. Love it, love it. I mean, this is a woman who lost a child. Anyone who loses a child or loses someone dear to them, that changes them, for better or for worse. So this is completely, it's not like she's going after somebody because they took her boyfriend or whatever. She lost a child. 
So this is completely in character. I love what they're doing with it, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Who is Fluke? That's fake Luke for those of you who are playing the home game. Who's the fake Luke? Who do we think he is? I want to say, and I know that this is a red herring, and I, I want to be surprised. And if this, okay, let me just say, if this turns out to be what I think it is, then they should have done a better job. But I would think that it is Bill Eckert. I would, I would like to think that it's Bill Eckert and something happened. I don't know because last time we saw him, there was some issue with his sister being whatever, or maybe there was some sort of, I'm thinking maybe there was some sort of revenge because his sister was a big environmentalist. Remember that? Uh, Cheryl Eckert, and she was fighting against the quarter mains because of some environmental issue or something. You know, that was a whole other storyline, and then they went, they killed all those characters off or wrote them off. Maybe it's something dealing with the quarter mains, and this is Eckert's way of getting back in the company to exact revenge on what they did. You know, I don't know. That's, that's just me pulling history out of wherever and referencing it, but I have no idea who the fake Luke is, but I would like to think that it would be Bill Eckert, although it would surprise me if it isn't because that's too obvious. That makes sense? It does. It makes a whole lot of sense. Your entire phone call in to Soap Central Live has made a lot of sense. Thank you for calling in, Dave, and don't uh, be a stranger for so long. I won't, man. I'll send you a Facebook message and a DM on Twitter. All right. I will see you there on the social media. Thanks, Dave. Bye. All right, gang. We still have a couple more people who are waiting. We're going to work our way down the list. But if you want to be added to the queue, give us a call at 866-472-5788. You still have about... 15 to 17 minutes or so, give or take, I don't know, to uh, be part of the show. We're going to go back and talk about the bold and the beautiful. We have a caller who wants to give a counter opinion. I love when people listen to other guests and want to comment on what they said. We've got Kathy from just across the river in New Jersey. Kathy, hello. hello. I know you want to talk about the bold and the beautiful. You've been so patient waiting. You're probably biting your tongue. What was it that you wanted to address? First of all, oh. what was the that the other caller said that you responded to? Oh, my gosh, about Hope and Liam and the triangle. I can say that Hope and Liam should do what the Beatles said, let it be. They are <laughs> over. They are done with. They are, it is yesterday's history, yesterday's news. They just don't fit as a couple anymore. Um, even the actors themselves prefer to have Liam with uh, Steffi or with Hope with Wyatt. And you can see the personality of both couples when they are together. Now, I, I know that uh, Jacqueline McKittis Woods is no longer on the canvas. However, I can tell you, according to her Twitter chat with her fans, she would love to come back to the show if a storyline is written for her. But as far as um, the women that I talk to and gentlemen on uh, Twitter, the majority of them are really done with the triangle and have been done with it for three years. I think Can I tell we- you with that, I would love to have Jackie Wood back on the show. Um, I, I mean, she's still in the credits, and every day that it comes on, I think, oh, maybe today's the day that we'll see Steffi because I saw her face in the credits, and every day is the day that we don't see her. So I kind of want her back. Write a story, Brad Bell. It would be great. <laughs> that's true. Just interjecting. That's, that's true, uh, especially now that um, Ridge is incapacitated as a 
designer. It would be nice to have his family back on the canvas, his two children, especially Thomas, who is a designer, and to also start up the feud between the Logans and the Foresters again for supremacy. Because it seems strange to me that Thomas and Steffi are shareholders, yet it seems the only one that's really running the company or has any say-so in the company is Hope. I don't even see Rick that much having any say into the company and how the company is run. I mean, Hope is only specifically the spokesperson of uh, Hope's Hope for the Future, but you're seeing her making business decisions and you're seeing her hiring and firing people. I don't like the fact that Brad Bell and the writers are putting her as the central character of the show. I really don't like that. That doesn't speak for the show. That doesn't speak for the history of the show. And uh, I think putting your eggs in one character is going to cause trouble. We saw that with the lack of Emmys that the Bold and the Beautiful received this year. And if the story, if it isn't pulled and uh, let other characters shine, we're going to see more fans dropping off. And Quickly before, well, before uh, I want to move on to that uh, and, and make sure that we have time for one of our other callers, I'd want to ask you, what is your thought about uh, Catherine Kelly Lang taking a temporary leave from the show so that I get to say this again, she can compete on Bellando con la Stelle. What do we? <laughs> I just <laughs> I like saying say it. Thanks. What do we think of the, you know, the potential? Where you're mentioning one character is getting the bulk of story, and now we have you know core characters. Someone who's been there since the very beginning will be unavailable. Uh, will Brooks' absence be noted on the show? Do you think? I am thinking, and uh, this is just scuttlebutt that she is probably up to contract negotiation. And she did win an Emmy for a web series. So my speculation, and I'm not saying that this is written in stone, is that she's waiting to see what happens. I think that she's waiting to, she's taking a break and looking at other options. Uh, that's what my opinion is. From what do you th some, think that, it, just because, you know, I get to say it, how do you think she's going to do on Bellando con la Stelle. We had oh, Ron Moss was on. He came in second uh, when he was on uh, a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago. How do you think that she'll do? You think she'll get far into the series? Well, if anything, Catherine is a very athletic person. I think she will. Very. She has it not only with the dancing, but uh, she has a huge fan base overseas, especially in uh, Italy. So I believe that she may do well. I think that she is going to be a big draw for the show overseas, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Well, Kathy, I want to thank you for calling in. We have a couple more callers that I want to make sure I get to. I'm watching the clock tick down. Thank you for okay. giving a counterpoint. I love that you were listening to what other people were saying and ran over to your phone and said, I have to call in and balance out okay. that point. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dan. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right, gang, we want to make sure that we also talked about Days of Our Lives. So I have reached out to Larissa, who is our Two Scoops columnist, to make sure that we talk about Days. Larissa, welcome to the show. You've been here before, so it's more of a homecoming. Welcome back. Hi, Dan. I was hoping we could conduct this whole segment in Italian. What do you think? Uh, Buonasera. <laughs> Arrivederci. Spaghetti. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's which means do not enter. For folks who are listening and want to know a little bit about what happened on days or a couple of things I pulled out that uh, 
struck with me. We had Kristen told Teresa that there was a miracle cure for John. It could wake him up for his coma. And Teresa panicked because, you know, she bobbed people with the poker. And then we had a really great um, confrontation scene where Kristen tried to strangle the life out of Teresa. Loved it. And Eve is hiring Jill the hooker to cause trouble for JJ and Paige. Those were my highlights. There was a, a, a E-jammy sort of reconciliation. There was a Stefano thing. We had Chad Demira came back at the end of today's episode. Spoiler alert. Sorry, didn't get to preface that. But let's talk days. What's going on? What did you like? You live tweeted as well this week. I did. I did. Um, I, well, I haven't seen today's episode yet, so I don't know what happened today except for everything you just told me, which sounds awesome, so I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I really think that um, I like... I like um, I, I like the days is getting back into pairing people off, and because I felt like this whole week was kind of a step towards a reconciliation, so to speak, for a lot of people. There was the EJ and Sammy reconciliation, which needs to happen. Um, I'm somebody who's a big proponent of them being together before they leave, and um, I also really, really like um, Ben and Abigail. I like them, um, yeah. and I feel like they made a good step. I like that Ben is the first guy that Abigail's really, like, gone after herself. Like, she was the one who finally had to come to him and say, okay, I messed up and I want this to work, which we didn't see her do with Chad or Cameron. She kind of let them, you know, she was the prize in their kind of game. So I like that. What about Clyde? Clyde is awfully creepy to me. Oh, you know what? Okay. I was just on the phone with an expert on this topic, which is my mother. So I I said, I said, mom, I'm calling into Dan's show. Is there anything that, you know, you want me to bring up? And she was like, she's like, I just can't care about Clyde. She goes, his storyline is too slow moving. I just, it's not the only thing that she said she likes about the Clyde storyline is that it brings out a darker side in EJ again, Mm -hmm. because for a long time he had just kind of been cleaning up Sammy's messes. And she does like the fact that now since Clyde is there, EJ is getting into a mess once again of his own. So, but for me personally, and I kind of put this in a draft for my column this week, I feel like Clyde is Trent, Trent Robbins' light. I feel like the show has done this storyline before. The actors even kind of resemble each other same. physically a little bit. Um, and I feel like it was done a lot better the first time around. I mean, right down to the whole like kind of creepy relationship with his uh, stepdaughter situation. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the Clyde storyline. I like Jordan and Ben. Clyde, me, not so much. I have to think, though, I wonder if we would see as much of Jordan and Ben if it weren't for bringing Clyde back. Like, I'm hoping that this gives him some potential additional staying power. I do, too. Um, I think that they may be hinting at, if they could, they may be hinting at kind of a triangle with Race and Jordan and Lucas, maybe? Because she and Lucas has now shared, she and Lucas have now that. shared like three scenes together, which totally means they're a couple in soap language, right? <laughs> uh, so okay. that could happen. I would like to say that because you know I'm always I like I like Lucas having screen time. So I don't know. I think Jordan and Ben. I think maybe the idea of having this crazy father um, was more exciting than now that he's here and we're not really seeing his crazy yet. So I don't know. Before we let you go, I'm looking at the clock. We only have a couple of minutes, and there is one other caller. Uh, there are two casting calls that went out for days this week. We have a 25 to 35 year old Latino male named Mateo, and a 25 to 30 year old African American female named Maya. 
we won't see them until uh, spring of 2019. What do you think these new characters are going to have? I mean, do we have any idea or is it too far out to even have any clue what these characters are going to do? I mean, don't you find it kind of even hard to like run stories about days casting? Like, I feel like, I feel I like so central, like, I feel like we need to like, in, <laughs> we, we run it once when it comes out and then we need to run it again in like eight and a half months because <laughs> then that character will show up. I don't know. I read those two. I kind of think that maybe Dario's coming back. Um, race is kind of by himself now on, on screen and, um, you know, they need, they need something else to anchor him because, you know, we never see Mama Hernandez. She's always got a broken leg. She's got the flu. She's got something. She can't ever come to anything. She can't leave West Salem. Um, and Gabby's in jail and, 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 and Ariana's dead. So, you know, maybe they're bringing back Dario and, you know, I don't know. I mean, that, I, I will say that age group is kind of missing right now. Like, I feel like the whole, uh, Belle, Sean, Chloe, um, that kind of late 20s, early 30s demographic is missing in days. So hopefully it'll help fill that in. But so, yeah, I mean, hey, look out. 15 years from now, we'll see them their first episode, and I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be amazing. Larissa, you know what else is going to be amazing? Your Two Scoops column. She is on deck, folks, this week. We will be tweeting out all of the links and all of the great stuff, not only on Twitter, but we'll be posting them on Facebook so that you can check it out and read more from Larissa because you and Tony make amazing columns. Aw, you're so nice. Hopefully we'll have you back on a couple of weeks for our big 250, and we'll talk to you then. Have a good one. Bye, Dan. Thank you. Bye. We only have a few quick minutes. We're going to have to talk fast. We're going to Florida to take a call from Dickie, who wants to talk about General Hospital. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? How are you doing? I am wonderful. We're down to probably about a minute that we have to talk, so I'm just going to give it to you. What do you think was the best moment of General Hospital in the past week? I'm I'm loving this toy line with the Cassidines and that he's just finding out that Victor's you know, he's getting ready to find out Victor's his father. I mean I I, I loved your Lexus. I wish they'd show more of it. Ooh. I don't have a well, particular. I mean, there's a lot of fans moment. who like Julexis. A lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of fans will well, I'm part so. of the quote unquote Julexis army, you know, on, on Twitter. So you know, we're we're all pro pro Julexis. I, I like I them like, too. I'm not part of the army necessarily, but I like them, no. and I like to hashtag them, and, and I like to he, see them on my screen. Yeah, and, and and you mentioned you mentioned somebody on Twitter that I would love to see come to the show, Mr. Zari. I think he'd be a great add to the cast. I think Vincent Irizarry would be. Uh, I don't necessarily. I would love him to be Doctor David Hayward, but since that probably oh, yeah. isn't going to happen, uh, a Cassidyne would be great in my head. Yes, the Cassidyne, or, you know, if nothing else, the doctor working with the Cassidines. I think the Cassidyne rise is amazing. I think, I think, um, Stavros would have made a great vampire. <laughs> but I don't think we'll bring back any vampires anytime soon to Fort Charles. No, that's very true. Uh, I'm getting the notice that we have about two minutes, so I'm going to give you 30 seconds. What are you most looking forward to that you think, uh, I mean, of all these, these cliffhangers that we've had, what are you most looking forward to next week and the weeks ahead? Yeah, I, I'm, looking for, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen with, you know, Ava and the baby and uh, Silas finding out the Nina for her true colors. 
Actually, that can't happen soon enough. I'm putting, uh, I have a, a bet pool. The English I mean, are betting people, on what the new baby's down. name will be. I'm betting on when Nina will be found out that she can walk. Right. But yeah, yeah that, you know, it's like any minute now. And, you know, Silas is smarter than that. You know, Sam's on the case. I mean, she's a private investigator. I'm surprised, you know, she hasn't come across anything yet. But what I'm, I'm trying to figure out is I thought Creighton Park Clinic was in New York. It is. Is and unfortunately, but is it Scarsdale in Arizona? I, no, I think that's well. Maybe it, I think it's Scarsboro, Scarsdale. I don't know. It is in New York, but we'll have County. to. We'll get that information from Ron. Maybe we'll even get him to call in. But I have to let you go because we are out of time, and I have to say goodbye. But thank you so well, much. Yeah, for I, calling I, I love I your stuff. It. You sound like your picture. You posted a picture on Facebook. You're adorable. You're wonderful. Thank you. And I appreciate it. Great that. to hear your voice. Well, thank you for calling in. All right, gang. I want to thank everybody who called in this week. We have a bunch of them. We have Rock and Rose. We have Bonnie. We have Kimberly. We have Marilyn, Liz, Dave, Kathy, Larissa, and Dickie who called in. I want to thank everybody for listening. We are slowly creeping up on episode 250. I don't know what's going to happen there. There may be surprises. Who knows? But in the meantime, we're going to be back next week, September 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. That is the time every Friday that we talk for an hour about anything and everything soaps. I hope to see you then. Until then, I'm Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.